0: lot and some that I don't see much at all some of you I haven't seen at all in a long time so it's good to see you and uh, Kathy sends her love she had to work tonight and um, we're believing that next year that won't be the case but she did tonight and uh, so she called me right when I pulled up and said tell him I miss him and so I know you will tell her you missed her um, also I want to just give praise to God For the many things that he's done for us, particularly as this year has drawn to a close, we're back on the radio. For those of you who haven't heard us yet, we're on Monday through Friday on KBTT ninety-one point seven FM. We've had a lot of calls, a lot of uh, email hits, and a lot of old voices from the past have uh, come along and said, "Hey, heard you." And so it's uh, it's been a blessing. God really has been good. As my mind races back, I've got to tell you, as a child, I wasn't raised in church, and I wasn't raised uh, celebrating any of the real reasons for Christmas. The only thing I knew about Jesus growing up was basically uh, nothing. I uh, never went to Sunday school, was never taken to church. We were a very secular household. And ended up getting into trouble along with just about everybody in my orbit back in those days and ended up doing a little stint in the Harry Hines Juvenile Detention Center. And while I was there, the guard came to my room one night, my cell, wasn't a room, and he said, hey, Jeff, you want to come and hear some people talk to you about Christianity? I didn't even know what Christianity was. And I said, anything, I'll listen to anything to get out of here. And so, went down there to a little pool room, TV room, about 50 of us gathered together. Just boys in trouble, teenagers in trouble, minors in trouble. And this man stood up and he shared for the first time in my hearing the story of Jesus. And I remember thinking at first that he was really weird, strange, bizarre, square. But then as he moved along in the message, something got a hold of me. I knew nothing about the Holy Spirit, nothing about the way God will touch his gospel, his word with power. I knew nothing about that. I just know that all of a sudden, I was listening. Didn't want to appear to be listening. Remember, I leaned back and kind of did like this and looked around like I was bored, but I was listening. He gave an invitation. And when he gave the invitation, my first reaction was, there's no way on earth I'm going to respond to an invitation in front of all my peers. Nobody got up. He brought a couple of young people with guitars and they started packing their guitars up. But something was already dealing with me. This was in 1969. Something was already dealing with me. And as they started to exit the room, before I knew it, I was standing up. Went and got behind him, tapped him on the shoulder. He turned around. And all I got out was, sir, I want to... And I was going to say, talk to you, but I couldn't even get that far, and I just broke. And I'm going to tell you, I hadn't cried in a long, long time. He took me into another room, told me what was going on with me, invited me to pray the sinner's prayer, and I did. And you know what? I had Christmas in my own heart, right there in jail. I had Christmas in my heart because what is it when you're born again well the Christ child Jesus Christ is born in you and it's not a philosophical experience or something in your imagination it's a reality where Jesus said you've got to be born again and I've wondered what was it about Jesus that appealed to me at that time in my life how in the world did that happen to me Having never heard it, what was it about that story that appealed to me? I think somehow I knew that he knew me. There was once a man who didn't believe in the incarnation or the spiritual meaning of Christmas and was skeptical about God. He and his family lived in a farm community His wife was a devout believer, and one snowy Christmas Eve, as she was taking the kids to the Christmas Eve service, she pleaded with him to come, but he firmly refused. After they left, the winds grew stronger and the snow turned into a blizzard. As he looked out the window, all he saw was a blinding snowstorm. He sat down to relax before the fire for the evening. Suddenly, the man heard the racket of a flock of birds. When he looked out, he saw that a flock of geese had become disoriented and landed outside his house in the blinding snowstorm. The farmer had compassion for them and wanted to help them. He thought to himself, the barn would be a great place for them to stay. It's warm and it's safe. Surely they could survive the storm if I could just get them into the barn. But how to get them there was the problem. His frustration only mounted as he frantically ran after them, trying to shoo them towards safety. The birds only scattered in every direction from the barn. Feeling totally frustrated, he exclaimed, Why don't they follow me? Can't they see this is the only place where they can survive the storm? He thought, How can I possibly get them into the one place that that's safe. How can I possibly get them into the one place that's safe? He stood silently for a moment as the words that he had just said reverberated back to himself in his mind. If only I could become like one of them, then I could save them. His heart became quiet. Then joy filled as his mind was renewed by the realization that he finally got it. One more poor lost soul understood what Christmas was all about and knew why Christ had come. God saw that we were lost. God saw that we were in a blinding snowstorm. God saw that we were disoriented God saw that we were doomed, and God said, How can I get them to the barn? Ah, there's only one way. I will become one of them. Listen to me. What is Christmas? Christmas is God became one of us. Philippians 2, verse 6, Though he was God, he did not demand and cling to his rights as God. He made himself nothing. He took the humble position of a slave and appeared, he appeared in human form. And in human form, he obediently humbled himself even further by dying a criminal's death. Because of this, God raised him Up to the heights of heaven and gave him a name that is above every other name. I like that verse so much, I want you to hear it in a couple of other translations. Jesus put aside everything that belonged to him and made himself the same as a servant who is owned by someone. He became human by being born as a man, he became one of us. When the time came, Christ set aside the privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave, became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. One more translation. Jesus put aside everything that belonged to him, made himself the same as a servant who is owned by someone. He became human by being born as a man. Christ gave up everything and became a servant. He was born a baby. God wrapped himself in baby skin. Wow! Jesus became one of us. He became one of us. That he might bring us safely to the barn. He experienced the pull of temptation, the pain of heartbreak, the drag of weariness, the sting of sleepless nights, the ache the physical suffering, the punch of betrayal, and the stab of rejection. He knew what it was like to be us. God looked out the window of heaven one day and he saw us lost. The way that I can get them into heaven, into heaven, the barn, is by becoming one of them. So that night in jail, I somehow knew that he knew me. And he knows you, he knows your name, your address, your thoughts, your actions. Your yesterdays and all of your tomorrows. He knows them. He allowed all those things to happen to him that he might guide us safely home. Listen to what Jesus said. Don't let this throw you. You trust God, don't you? Trust me. There is plenty of room for you in my Father's home. If it weren't so, would I have told you that I'm on my way to get a room ready for you And if I'm on my way to get your room ready, I'll come back and get you so that you can live where I live. Jesus has already gone to the barn, to heaven, and he's preparing a room for you. He came into this world a blinding snowstorm of sin, deception, and despair, and he became one of us so that he could save us. And so, what am I celebrating when it comes to Christmas? A lot of things, but here's what I'm really celebrating. That Jesus understands me. He came to this world to save me. And one day, He's going to take me to the place He's prepared for me. And that's good news. Amen? I want to read to you as I close speaking in just a moment we're going to light the candles because as we light these candles this is going to be um, a picture of how we're going to be in the year 2006 we're going to burn for him we're going to shine for him you ought not be a christian once a year at christmas time if you're a christian once a year at christmas time you're probably not a christian here's first corinthians 13 the christmas version most of you know first corinthians 13 as the love chapter here's the christmas version if I decorate my house perfectly with plaid bows, strands of twinkling lights and shiny bulbs, but do not show love to my family, I'm just another decorator. If I slave away in the kitchen, baking dozens of Christmas cookies, preparing gourmet meals and arranging a beautifully adorned table at mealtime, but do not show love to my family, I'm just another cook. I hear amens or oh mes. If I work at a soup kitchen, carol in the nursing home, and give all that I have to charity but don't show love to my own family, it profits me nothing. If I trim the spruce with shimmering angels and crocheted snowflakes, attend a myriad of holiday parties, and sing in the choir's cantata but do not focus on Christ, I've missed the point. Love stops the cooking to hug the child, love sets aside the decorating to kiss the spouse love is kind though harried and tired love does not envy someone else's home at their christmas party love does not yell at the kids to get out of the way but is thankful they are there to be in the way love does not give only to those who are able to give in return but rejoices in giving to those who cannot give anything back love bears all things believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never fails. Video games will break. Pearl necklaces will be lost. Golf clubs will rust. I'm going to say that one twice. Golf clubs (laughs) will rust. But giving the gift of love will endure forever. And Everybody said Amen. amen. All right, stand with me, would you? And, you know, you say, well, Pastor, that's easy for you to say. No, it's not, because I'm right now. As soon as I leave here, I'm going to the in-laws' house. And so I'm putting on love. And I think they are too. Father, we just thank you that the truth of the matter is that we were lost, deceived, blinded, and disoriented. And you became one of us, and that's the only way you could ever have gotten us into the barn. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming, for living among us, feeling our pain, empathizing, sympathizing with us, yet without any sin of your own. And you died a criminal's death, hung on a cross between two thieves, And there, Lord, you took our sin on you. And you were blamed for everything we ever did. We thank you for that. And we receive that. And we receive forgiveness. In the name of Jesus. And now, Lord, a new year is only a couple of weeks away. Less than that, a few days away. And we go into a new year of new opportunity new anointing, a new touch, new open doors. And Lord, you have said, I want you to shine for me. You said, Lord, that we were the light of the world. And so, Lord God, in Jesus' name, we ask you to help us to shine for you. And Lord, as a symbol of that, we're going to light these candles and I'm going to light the candles of the ushers, and they're going to come and light yours. And I want you to see that as we do this and the lights come down, I want you to imagine this as our church, lit by the Holy Spirit of God. Can I have an amen? amen. All right. Let's just sing, Steve. Go ahead and lead us. Amen. Lord, adore are worthy for you. Before we close with one other song, please just bow for a moment of prayer. And I want to just ask you a question Does this candle accurately reflect your spiritual life? If not, how about we just breathe a prayer tonight and say, Lord, I don't know how the flame got so dim but I do know that you are a God of forgiveness and a God of restoration. And I ask you, Lord, to take anything that is standing between you and me, move it out of the way so that nothing prevents my shining in the year 2006. If this does reflect your spiritual life, Why don't we pray that it burns even brighter because I'm telling you, brethren, the days are short and Jesus is at the door. So before we sing one more time, would you just breathe a prayer and say, Lord, let my spirit, my spiritual life shine like this candle this year in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. around you. This is what our church is going to look like in the year 2006. Let's hold the candle up. We're going to shine just like this. I want you to get a picture, get a vision. If you're in the front row, turn around and just look. When somebody walks in the doors of our church on Sundays or Wednesday nights, this is what they're going to see. Lit lives burning with the reality and the zeal of Jesus Christ. Let's sing You Alone Are Worthy one more time, then we'll blow them out For you alone are worthy. For you alone... Yes, Lord. It out if you'll pass them down towards this the uh, end of the aisle. Is that right, ushers? Ron, is that right? Or in the box, okay? It's gonna come by in just a moment. When you go by, you're gonna drop it in. All right, that's what we're gonna do. All right, Steve, can we sing? We wish you a happy holiday. I'm sorry, I'm confused. I'm confused. I've been brainwashed. This, how about we wish you a Merry Christmas and then we're all gonna go if you're driving. Be careful. Drive carefully. Watch out for the other guy. And have a great Christmas. Don't miss church tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. I'm going to be speaking on the four fear knots of Christmas. The four fear knots of Christmas. All right, 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Let's we sing, Steve. Wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year. We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year. Good tidings to you, and your King. Good tidings to Christmas, and a Happy New Year. We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Have a good drive. God bless you. Thanks for coming out. You too.